Well, good Monday afternoon, everybody. It's the 16th of August, and I'm running a little late today, but that's all right. My question is, do you feel forsaken by God? You know, a few days ago in my email and podcast, I tried to communicate to you that when we feel the pull of sin, like it's a vacuum sucking us in again, do you realize that Jesus himself knows what that feels like? We read in Hebrews that Christ sympathizes with us when we are feeling weak and tempted, yet he was without sin. We read, quote, Who can sympathize with our weaknesses but the one who has been tempted in all things as we are, yet without sin? The temptation of Christ was not just a battle with the devil in the desert, which he, by the way, won by knockout at the end of round three. But he was tempted in all things that he could be tempted in, just as we're tempted in all things in which we can be tempted. Yet he went through it all without a single sin. And this thought, listen, this is a powerful thought. Therefore, we can know that Jesus sympathizes with our weaknesses. He has sympathy toward me when I'm being tempted because he was tempted. And he has sympathy toward you when you are being tempted because he was tempted yet without sin. And he is not sitting there on his throne of grace being entertained by the suspense of whether or not we're going to sin. He's already known the answer to that and has already known the answer to that and In that moment of our being tempted, he is feeling sympathy for us. Now, if you're a parent and you see one of your children uh, ready to make a bad decision that you know is going to hurt them, what would you want to do? You not only would want to stop them, but you would, if possible, take the action to stopping what is happening and what might be threatening the health of your child. Now, with that thought in mind, let's look back for a moment in all eternity when God the Father had to forsake his Son. We read in Psalm 22, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me? From the words of my groaning, oh my God, I cry day by day, but you do not answer. And I cry by night, but I find no rest. This is a passage, part of which Jesus quoted when he was on the cross. And he spoke those words while hanging on the cross as a sacrifice for all of my sins and all of yours. He alone lived the perfect holy life and was the only lamb without blemish whose blood could wash away all of our sins. But in so doing, he suffered greatly. He felt forsaken. He felt abandoned and left without help or hope. So let's look at Psalm 22 for a moment, where Jesus is quoting this And at the very end of the psalm, he says this, Be not far from me, 
for trouble is near, and there is none to help. Have we not all felt those feelings? Perhaps not to that extent, but all of us have felt forsaken by God when our groaning prayers for his healing falls on deaf ears or seems to. He seems so far from us, even though we're crying out day and night, but hear no answer. So why do you think that's the case? I mean, there's no doubt in our minds that sexual sin is not the will of God. We are told numerous times in the Bible to avoid sexual immorality, to not look upon a woman or a man with lust in our hearts or fantasize about them. Now, despite how we might be feeling, let's remind ourselves of our reality. We are not being crucified. We might be being disciplined for our sins, but God has not and never will forsake us. In fact, he tells us that in Hebrews 13.5, because God has said, quote, Never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. So no matter what your feelings are telling you or lies you might be believing, the Holy Spirit, with whom we've been sealed into Christ, remains inside of us, and Jesus said that the Spirit would be with us forever. John fourteen sixteen. Now you might feel like God has forsaken you, but he has not, and he never will. He has already given to us everything we need for life and godliness. The real problem is that we either do not know what we need to be doing, or we know it, and we're just flat out ignoring the doing of it. And why would any of us know what we need to do and not know it? Because we've trained ourselves to be able to have an orgasm almost anywhere and any time. We become vulnerable 24-7. We're always on the hunt. We do not need patience. We can get our fix right from our phones in our pockets free of charge. It's like sitting an alcoholic in an empty bar and hoping he will not take a drink for the rest of his life. Now put him somewhere where there are several of his friends who are working on their own recovery from their withdrawal symptoms as well, and at least he would have a chance, especially if those guys have established a strong recovery and a relationship. Well, listen, my friends, we simply cannot sit still or sit with you in a bar and help you to not drink. But we can meet weekly with you online to learn how to discover what our sexual brokenness and addictions are all about. We can be available to one another every day to receive the help that we need when we need it. And if you're tired of the effects of isolation and the continuing journey of failing, then why don't you email me and we'll begin to work on your joining an online support team. God bless you, my friends. Take care.
saying goodbye. 